world's population is 7.83 billion. Of that population, 4.20 billion people are active on social media. Social media. The globe is connected like never before. It's what we've become. It's what we've become. This is Verified Vanity. Exploring the nature of social media. Poignant, powerful, and an insightful look into the world of influencers, content creators, and Hollywood's up-and-coming prodigies. Your host is one of LA's youngest talent managers. Since 17, he's been ahead of the social media curve, cultivating the best that Vine, Instagram, and TikTok have had to offer. Welcome to Verified Vanity with your host, Michael Wiest. Hey guys, thanks for joining me today. Hello. Hi Michael, thanks for having us. Of course. Uh, Introduce yourselves, obviously we know each other, but uh, tell the world who you are and what you do. Yes, yes. Um, Hi, my name is Bryce McKenzie. Um, I do TikTok, we just got started into YouTube on TikTok. I have a combined of about 6 million followers and I post dance content, kind of just funny content and uh, just like kind of whatever I feel like posting that day, so... That's Period. me. That's what I do. Cyprian? Um, hi, I'm Cyprian Bustia, known as It's Sip on my socials. I'm also a TikToker. I started YouTube with Bryce over here. Um, and yeah, I'm a content creator. I love what I do. And um, yeah, I'm super happy to be here. Cool. Um, well, I guess, obviously, uh, we kind of know each other. I represent y'all. Y'all live with me. <laughs> um, so I thought we should talk a little bit about creators' tools in the space right now and like mm-hmm. monetization um and kind of get your thoughts on it um obviously we've kind of talked about the importance of like diversifying your following and like moving to different platforms and all of that kind of thing i think obviously tiktok is something that's like not going to last forever and so you kind of have to know what you're doing and where you're going and and create content for that audience um let's just kind of talk about your like recent start on youtube um, when did you guys start YouTube? Why did you start YouTube? Um, yeah. Okay, so we started YouTube about a month and a half ago, I would say. Um, and obviously, like you just said, you want to, you know, diversify and move in the, move into other platforms and stuff like that. And so both of our main platforms were on TikTok, so that's why I wanted to get started into YouTube and. It's definitely it's definitely been a transition for sure. Yeah, um, the YouTube, me and Bryce, um, Bryce and I were actually thinking about doing YouTube for a long time, but it was motivated by Michael over here, who uh, told us to get things going, and um, we know he's right. So we're is it different making like long form content versus you know like short form TikToks? Super different. So what different. are like the biggest challenges with that? I feel uh, like that's not something that like people talk about a lot, but it's very different types of content. Yeah, um, so there's like a lot of hurdles that we have to overcome. We have to keep our audience captivated for way longer periods yeah, of time. Yeah, attention span. Mm-hmm. And um, the audience in general is also super different on YouTube. And um, it's kind of hard to adapt from a TikTok audience to a YouTube audience because of like the many different factors that come into play when posting on YouTube versus TikTok. Yeah, it's definitely been definitely been very different because for TikTok, you know, it's just like a 15 second video. Yeah. And I honestly definitely don't even put that much thought into TikToks, you know, just it'll be even just like 
an aesthetic video where you can set the camera down, film yourself for 10 seconds, and you're good to go. Well, there's like YouTube Whereas, shorts. What do you guys think about that? I mean, that's similar right, to TikTok. Do you right. feel that it's like... Uh, definitely gaining traction. They're definitely also um, kind of taking the blueprint of TikTok and making creators... Um, it's making, them e making it easier for them to blow up but it's still pretty different. And um, I think it's also still a little transition period for YouTube shorts, Yeah. but it's gonna it's gonna definitely. Are you guys um, making content that's like specific for YouTube shorts or are you just like reposting TikToks and stuff there? Both, both, yeah. Okay, and is it working? Um, yes, somewhat, yeah. Yes and no, it's not like, it's definitely not working as well as TikToks are working, but like Sip said, it's kind of like a transition period and stuff. And I definitely think we do have to be making different kinds of content for YouTube shorts, but posting the same kind of content that we would post on TikTok also works. I think YouTube shorts itself needs to find the content that works well on their platform. Yeah, do you think it'll last mm -hmm. or you think it's just like a phase? Obviously a lot of platforms have like tried to replicate it given Instagram reels. Do you think that like it's gonna last or? YouTube has been here for literally decades. It's bought by Google. It's definitely here to stay. I definitely okay, think that true. a lot of people need to come and uh, migrate over to YouTube Shorts. As like TikTokers, do you guys use the TikTok Creator Fund? No. Uh, I was kicked out, so no. Yeah, TikTok is not a reliable platform at all. That's why That's the, true. They're the, worst. the transition but, needs to happen. Uh, what do you feel is like, I don't know. Obviously, I represent you guys, so I know that you're uh, not monetized on YouTube yet, just kind of starting out. So, I mean, how does that make you guys feel in terms of like being a creator who is making a living, you know, making content um, and you're not making money from the creator fund. So like, how do you feel about that? Do you feel that like your audience is being monetized properly? What's the future of that kind of feel like? Um, it's definitely been a little bit frustrating if I'm gonna be completely honest with it. Um, just, like the pace is very different for the way things are, you know, developing and happening with YouTube and monetization and all of that kind of stuff. And I think that a lot of creators in general also are not able to monetize themselves properly at all. And I think we got to see that by working with you, Michael, because you've been able to monetize us way better than we've ever had before. Mm -hmm. And a lot of creators don't know about that yet. So well, thank you. Uh, I think it's like important to recognize that social media is like always changing. And if you don't change with it, you will be like left behind, you know, um, right. and that that goes over into like these new things like uh, the creator shorts program where they're like, you know, giving bonuses for people using shorts. All of those kind of interesting factors play in. Um, I guess you guys are like relatively new in social media since you started what during like the pandemic. I mean, how has social media right. changed since you guys started since we've started well like you said we started during the pandemic and then that's kind of when tiktok was kind of blowing up as an app i would say that was probably like prime time for tiktok um and i would definitely say like that helped how we were blowing up but after that things have definitely died down quite a bit and i would say like the hype over tiktok and just a lot of different stuff has kind of died down and so I think it is a transition period time for all of that. And I honestly wish I had known like what we know now about monetization and all of that kind of stuff a lot sooner into starting social media. 
My bad. But yeah, content changed just in general how people used to post on TikTok. I've noticed it. It used to be a lot of relatable content. There was a dance trend. Now it is a transition period, but content in general changed on TikTok and it's changing literally every single day, every single week, every single hour. And so it is important to. Yeah, and you got to change with it or Mm -hmm. time's up. It used to not. I used to think it like did not change as fast as it is as it's changing now. Like the same kind of content we could be posting for, you know, two months on TikTok and the same trend would be trending for that long. But now there'll be a trend and it only trends for about a week and then it's completely barely, barely a week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how have you guys like seen monetization change in terms of like, you know, the TikTok creator fund is relatively new. That was not like when TikTok bought Musical.ly, that didn't exist. You know, have you seen kind of a change in those spaces? Obviously, YouTube Shorts. Um, and I guess what direction do you kind of see the social space like heading? I think that um, in terms of like monetization on TikTok, there was a big trend of like joining the Creator Fund. And then there was a big trend of leaving the Creator Fund because it would make your videos People thought your worse, views, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that also YouTube Shorts is still quote-unquote underground because no one knows about that yet and um the monetization there is really really undiscovered so um, yeah they're literally like paying people bonuses up to ten thousand dollars a month just for you know using them yeah no one knows that so that should be utilized but yeah the monetization on tiktok has it had its height but not anymore people don't want to be monetized on tiktok where do you think social media is headed i guess uh, do you see like more tools being created? Do you see, I mean, what's your kind of thoughts on, on the direction that we're headed with social? Um, I definitely think a lot more things are going to be, I mean, created to kind of help with all of that kind of stuff with all of the constant changes that are now happening. But the influencer culture is kind of coming to an end. I feel like, um, it was at its height during TikTok, and, um, the oversaturation of creators kind of made the whole thing die down. So um, I feel like it's the remaining. It's couple. like funny to hear you guys say that because like influencer culture has been a thing for forever. It's just like all these like cyclical pieces, you know, when Vine Vine culture died, and then like, mm-hmm. but it it just changes. So it's mm-hmm. interesting to see mm-hmm. what that shift's gonna be. And I was curious if you guys right. know what it is. I mean, it's definitely gonna be in YouTube Shorts. I think I think YouTube had its height in like 2016 to 20 like 18 died down giving like more room for like apps and like shorter videos and stuff but definitely definitely youtube's gonna have another comeback soon um with all these people trying to migrate and hopefully a lot of content on youtube shorts and just youtube in general yeah i think that's a valid observation uh bryce anything you want to add to that honestly not that much i mean i completely agree with that um i think tiktok was definitely oversaturated a lot and i think some people are starting to realize that I think but, it's not just TikTok. It's like a, a lot of everyone thinks they yeah. can be a YouTuber or an influencer and right. make just their dreams come true. Everyone nowadays wants to be a YouTuber. That was not a thing even for us growing up. Which like, makes it harder. I think like it's important to consider, you know, people that do this for a living uh, have to monetize their audience, you know. So I'm, I'm curious right. to see if you guys feel that like tools like the Creator Fund have shaped the digital ecosystem that people are creating content for. Because I feel that it like inherently changes the content 
let, let's take Jawline, for example. If, like, everyone in the film was paid to be on a documentary that was going to be on Hulu, it would dramatically change the outcome of the film versus just, like, living their life and talking about it. So I think it, like, yeah. changes the type of content since people are just trying to make shit to get views to make more money. Yeah. No, I would completely agree with what you just said. I think that's exactly what was happening and why things are changing so fast now. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I mean let's just kind of shift gears a bit uh what do you guys feel are great ways to like monetize your audience as creators you know who like one need to find their own path and their own voice and their own content and and create their niche but to you know monetize their following to turn it into a career um you know what do you guys use what do you feel is a good tool um you know how are you currently monetizing your audience etc the best way to monetize, in my opinion, is monetizing without your followers realizing you're monetizing. And organically, yeah. Organically and um, making, making them feel a part of something. So, yeah. Bryce, any thoughts? Yeah, I would probably have to agree with that. I would just say staying really engaged, you know, like with your following and with your fan base and all that kind of stuff, just so they they feel like they're a part of what you're doing as well. And they're like coming along with you and all that stuff so it doesn't feel like oh you're just doing this to you know monetize them are there any like specific tools i guess obviously managing you i know that like there are specific ways we monetize your audience whether that's merchandise brand deals you know whatever um but i'm curious if you guys have any like specific tools to generate income the answer can be no or like you don't know um I wouldn't say that there's like oh a specific way that like you can always go back to that works every single time. I think it kind of depends on the timing and stuff, but um I- I'm unsure, right? Okay. Yeah, if I'm being completely honest, I'm not 100% sure either. I don't think there's been like just one constant steady thing that has been going that like, we could go back on. Yeah. Well, um, obviously, like helping creators has been a passion of mine for years. Um, and I literally have found a tool that allows a lot of creators to monetize in a really organic and unique way. Um, people like Quentin Griggs and Lauren are already using it. Obviously, like we got you set up on it the other day, but I'd like to get some of your thoughts. Um, it is called Koji, and it's literally... Uh, the most interesting tool that there is. Oh yeah, we did set that up, and actually, um, it was it worked pretty well, even though I just set it up because it made. Yeah, I don't think you guys have really gotten to like use it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that like in its essence, it is the first like app store built for creators and by creators. Like you can go in it and develop an app that uses it. Basically, it replaces like Link in Bio, Linktree, you know, where mm-hmm there's a lot of really creative tools um, where you can monetize your following. Like you can sell locked photos, you can sell subscriptions, you can sell links, you can like literally combine Cameo and like OnlyFans and all of these other platforms into your bio, which feels much more organic. And it's like Mm -hmm. going direct to you. It's not like going to another platform or anything like that. It's all in one. Yeah. And like people can pay you to do videos. Um, You know, I think like it's a tool that who doesn't have a link in their bio and like, 
also want to promote their other things and share their socials and all that kind of thing but like be able to literally sell photos or merchandise or you know direct like without having to leave instagram that's pretty cool i think yeah i i agree um i got a look at the app a little bit the other day and i remember you first told me about it when i was supposed to have two different links up in my bio and it definitely helped with that and i think i mean i just i completely agree with you it gives a lot of freedom to the creator for sure if yeah um, opens up a lot of different like pathways for them to monetize it makes things easier for you to develop also if you have your own idea and you don't have to go through a bunch of different people you can just yeah it's literally just as easy as like going on there adding some links and being able to like promote multiple things at once. You can sell ad space right from your bio. I think it's literally a game changer. Uh, If you're an influencer, I recommend you download Koji on the app store or go to their website, set up a profile and like check out their tools because it's a great way to monetize your following. Mm -hmm. You heard the man. Go, go get Koji. Um, When I started in this space, we had nothing. Tools like Koji didn't exist. There was not a writer at the New York Times writing about influencer culture. It was really just like, I don't know, bare bones, like... It was looked down upon, I think. Maybe. I think it was, like, this subculture that had been around, like, YouTube culture had been around since I was little, but, like, when Vine was getting big was when I was getting into the space, and we did not have, like, there was no Vine creator fund. I remember a couple years later in my career uh, when Twitter had bought Vine that, like, they started this platform called Niche that was doing a lot of brand deals for Viners, uh, which has now been shut down and it's like changed into something called Art House, which is super cool. But we did like a deal with Nike through them. All to say that like there today you guys have so many tools I think that are underutilized. There's a lot of like, there was no paparazzi outside restaurants for Viners when we were starting in this. That's just crazy. That's and it's like, you guys have a lot of tools at your disposal to maximize the space, but still, you know, be authentic to your brand and your content. Right. Um, as we see tools like Koji becoming more popular, I think it gives hope to the space. We're seeing this like democratization of content itself. Like there's platforms like OnlyFans where people can not just make content for a platform. Like the model of Instagram is you post content, make it for their platform. They sell ad space and make money. You don't get that. You're not getting paid every single time an ad is shown on Instagram which is like rather an interesting business model and it like makes you a commodity like you're literally the product mm-hmm. it's no longer like you making content to make inco- it's like very manipulative in that you're like doing it for a like and for dopamine and then like trying to monetize that influence in your own way which is really interesting i think and like rather dark um but apps like koji and like these newer tools that have really started to come up in the last year or so kind of change that like on OnlyFans, you're directly making the money and the platform is making money as well it's not like mm-hmm. you're making content and obviously i think OnlyFans is n- not necessarily like the future of social media but i think it just gives a business model that is organically creating content for your audience not right. a social yeah. media platform mm-hmm. yeah it's a lot i feel like it's a lot more like personal yeah um but i think it's interesting to think about what the space will look like now since, you know, you have like BitClout, you have all these social platforms that are like giving back to creators and allowing creators to monetize their own following rather than just like selling them to a brand through Facebook ads or whatever. 
Um, where do you guys see the industry heading in, in let's just say, five years? Like, it's actually crazy uh, to see the whole like economy of being like an influencer grow because even nowadays with the cryptocurrency as well, you can make yourself a currency, which is absolutely crazy to me. Yeah, literally. And especially by like making yourself like a product also is like, it's insane to me. Um, but I don't know, Bryce, do you want to add something? Um... I mean, in the next five years, I think... That's like a really long look into yeah, the future. Yeah, But I think, like, people will start to realize a lot more that, like, they could be making their, you know, their content more personal. And, like, I think, I think with all the stuff coming out, like Koji and all that kind of stuff, like, I think it's opening up a lot of different opportunities for people and a lot more pathways for like the entertainment world to come. Yeah, I think it's just so much more authentic and personal. Yeah. Um, it's also helping companies as well because companies can work with creators and... It's like mutually beneficial. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, I'm excited to see where the future of social goes. Thank you guys for joining me and chatting with me today. Um, of, course. of course. Thank you for yeah, having us. Thank you. Yeah, now time for you guys to go film videos. <laughs> Literally. <Yes. laughs> Thanks, right. guys. You've been listening to Verified Vanity. The globe is more and more connected through social media, and our passion is exploring the nature of that. We hope you've enjoyed the show, and we hope you've gotten some useful and practical information. Make sure to like, rate, and review. In the meantime, hit the website at themichaelweast.com, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TheMichaelWeast, on YouTube at Michael Weast TV. See you next time.